Spirits of French Lick is proud to introduce the Lee Sinclair Four Grain Bottled and Bond Bourbon. This four-year-aged double pot distilled non-chill filtered bourbon has creamy round and lifting notes with caramel and vanilla, followed by apple, mint, graham cracker, and ginger, as well as cardamom. The finish is slightly French walnut, resolving the sweet, fruity, almost ground cherry and white pepper. Our spirits are available for tasting and purchase inside the French Lick Winery and Distillery. Spirits of French Lick, respect the grain. Please enjoy responsibly. everybody to another episode podcast of the scotchy bourbon boys oh it's been a while uh i've been uh just i'm not, i'm gonna cover this for about two seconds uh i uh went when i came back from kentucky i was home for about a week and a half and i contracted uh covid uh it's been a little bit rough uh my taste and smell is was gone completely really tough to I could smell the whiskey, but uh, the taste and the smell were just basically uh, like uh, rubbing alcohol. But I'm back. It's it's great to podcast again. Uh, I felt this is the first day I felt good enough uh, since uh, we had uh, endemic from Watershed that I had already started to develop that case at that point. But we were uh, completely remote and. I'm back for another exciting podcast. Uh, because my taste and smell is incomplete, I've got a couple things lined up. Uh, I have throughout the whole thing, I could taste salt and sugar and kind of there's a bunch of things. And right now I can smell lavender and certain things. But because uh, it's not all the way back, I got a special, special uh, thing that I'm going to be doing when we were down uh, in Kentucky, what we stopped off at the Neely family distillery. Uh, we got to meet Rebecca. And then, uh, the next day when we were at Kentucky bourbon festival or later, uh, Royce Neely came up and introduced himself. So we were really excited to be there. Uh, we want to get back down there and do a podcast. Royce and Rebecca are super people, but tonight I'm going to be drinking Pawpaw Sizemore's Revenge, Kentucky salted caramel whiskey. It's an 80 proof, and it is a salted caramel. It's flavored. Normally, I don't drink a flavored whiskey, but tonight's an exception because I definitely took a whiff of this and could smell the caramel. So that's what I'm going to be sipping on when we do this. Uh, I want to get right into it. Uh, our sponsors, I had I uploaded about nine podcasts in about two weeks, so I felt that... Uh, October 1st was the last podcast, and I felt that, uh, you know, the time off to get better uh, served a little break, and once I get my palate all the way back, I'll start pushing, but well, I'm going to do one podcast a week 
until I can taste whiskey properly again. But uh, tonight's subject, which is kind of cool, uh, let's see, uh, James Sowards, he basically today asked a question on uh, the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. If you have not joined the Scotchy Bourbon Boys on Facebook, uh, go do that. I will accept your request. Uh, it's a great group. Uh, we do meet from time to time. I don't know when the next meeting is going to be because I want to be 100% before that happens. Uh, you got to kind of push this. You don't have quite as much energy going into this. So, uh, he asked, I've heard mixed stories on the topic and thought I would put it out there for people with no more experience than myself. Does bourbon go bad once it's been opened? If so, how long does it take to deteriorate? I've heard very mixed options and experiences on the topic and thought I'd put it out there on the table for discussion. So that's what we're going to cover tonight um, with James. Uh, great question. Um, but before we get to that, I wanted to mention our sponsors. Uh, you heard Alan Bishop, uh, for the spirit of French Lake, uh, uh, talking about Lee W. Sinclair. They have a bottled in bond now, and they've got, uh, also, uh, a William Dalton, uh, weeded bourbon, which is spectacular. And then they also have some other spirits, but, uh, check them out. Uh, uh the spirit of French Lick, uh, go to their website and, uh, you know, it, it, what's really cool is I was talking to Alan on uh, Facebook Messenger, and I'm going to be going November 13th down to uh, visit Alan, and this should be pretty cool. So hopefully I'll be able to do a podcast from Alan's farm. That would be wonderful. Uh, thanks for backing me, brother, through all this. Uh, love you, Alan. And uh, hopefully Jolie will be there. I know Bo Cumberland's going to be there also. But uh, that brings us to Watershed Distillery. The water... What? Okay, let me get a little closer to this. Watershed Distillery is Ohio's largest craft distillery and producer of the number one selling Ohio-made bourbon in the world. Open seven days a week for, our, for tours and tastings and home to Watershed Kitchen and Bar, wonderful restaurant. One of the top three restaurants in Columbus, Watershed Distillery is the perfect destination for great bourbon, exceptional food, and amazing craft cocktail. Learn more and book your tour at watershedDistillery.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and always drink responsibly. Uh, the last podcast we had Ann on, and that was really kind of a wonderful wonderful thing uh we had stopped by on our way back um from columbus to pick up their apple brandy barrel barrel strength uh bourbon six year it was fantastic we tasted it uh i highly recommend if you could get a get your hands on a bottle and so let's talk about how bourbon ages and whatnot in my experience in it but first i'm going to pour this uh pawpaw's revenge so i can get some in there there we go yeah and then that's a halfway decent pour for me i need to get some alcohol into me tonight uh all right I could smell the caramel. The caramel on this was fantastic. Everything I remember tasting. Uh, when we went to the Neely family 
distillery. Uh, Rebecca was awesome. We thought we would do the normal hour there. I think we were there for three hours. Tons of pictures. It was just a fantastic time. But cheers, everybody. Ooh, I can taste the caramel. That's delicious. First whiskey I've had where I would say, oh, my God, I'm excited about this. So hopefully it'll come back. I, it's, this is this is fantastic. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of flavored bourbons, but I have or whiskeys. And but I have to say this one's pretty delicious and <laughs> it's nice to get your taste back to some extent. So let's let's talk about uh the question about aging bourbon. Now, James, uh, there was a lot of different answers, but what I found is that once you open up, and this is the facts, um, once they put that that uh, they put the bourbon in the bottle, the the enemies of that bottle are a couple things: one, heat. And sunlight. Those are the two things. You don't want them to be in heat and sunlight. They will go through the bottle. They will. You don't want your bourbon. Uh, you don't want it, you know, to 100%. You 100% don't want it to heat up. Um, that changes the structure in the bottle. But if you store it in a cool, dark place, such as a basement, which a lot of people do, uh, that bourbon will stay frozen in time until you actually open up the seal. Now, when we're talking about Dusties, uh, Martin Supernash uh, has uh, brought down an old tailor, which was from 1969, which was uh, a, a unique experience I'll talk about. And then he also, this time, a 1971 Jim Beam decanter uh, that he had picked up which we tasted. Now, with the old Taylor, when we opened it up, uh, the initial thing that we did is we drank it straight from the bottle after we opened it up. It's been in that bottle from 1971. There's been a little bit of air. And we all were sitting around the campfire, having a great time, opened up this bottle. And what would you say? Uh, he, We were drinking it, and it tasted like my grandma's attic. It had this moldy, musty taste. But so I'm we're all telling talking about how great it is and whatever, but in, and I'm thinking, well, maybe I'm gonna die. You know, 1971, a Grammy's must, you know, what you know, I didn't know the details. Uh, one, it's alcohol, so no, you're not gonna die. But that air that was in there, and then what was trapped um underneath the cap, there was a little bit of uh it was a, a liner. So we let that sit until the next night. And I tasted the next night and it was absolutely delicious. So that's kind of like what, you know, a dusty is. You want to now when we got the decanter, the 1971 decanter for, for our Jim Beam, uh, we opened uh, actually uh, Super Nash opened it, dumped it into a decanter, let it air. And then dumped it back into, and then dumped it back into the bottle. Now I know I, I think he actually dumped it into different sample bottles and sealed them, and it was delicious. Now that's what you want to do when you open up an older bottle. You want to let it air out and whatever. Now the 
for the older bottles that, you know, they've been sitting around for a long time. There's some things that can trash it. One, if it's a, uh, it's not a cork, if it's a twist cap, there's plastic that could be in it from, you know, any time and that will wreck the bourbon. So some of the things can wreck the bourbon over time, uh, especially if it's a cheaper uh, bottling kind of thing. But for the most part, the Dusties, uh, you know, if you don't deal with any of that, they're absolutely spectacular. Now, um, when it comes to storing and you opening up your bottles, what I've found that especially, one, if you open up a bottle and it's, it'll sometimes have a high alcohol content. So you want to um, let that sit for a while. Larceny is my favorite. Um, when I first uh, had my first bottle of regular Larceny, didn't like it. I thought it was strong. I thought it was overpowering. Uh, I didn't like some of the notes. But I let that sit for about six months. And I revisited, and it was turned into a flavor bomb um, that was spectacular. And that's what I've noticed about pretty much my whole bourbon collection. Unless you have a spectacular bottle. Now, a spectacular bottle, once air hits it, once you've opened that bottle and air hits it, and you keep driving, you get a little bit of evaporation, and you get a little bit whatever. But usually, it makes most bottles better. But a great bottle usually stays about the same. That's what I found. Like, I got an old Fitz that I got about four months ago. Still the same. Still good. Still doing what it's supposed to do. Uh, but if you seal them with the cork or keep your, your thing and you store them in a cool, dry place, it shouldn't be a problem. One, it's not going to ever go bad. It's alcohol. It doesn't actually go bad. So you don't actually. Now, you might lose a little flavor over the years once you've opened up that bottle. But I've, I've been doing this for four or five years now, and pretty much some of the bottles that I opened back then that I haven't, I mean, because I podcast, I can't drink all this, um, I'll taste it, and it's pretty awesome. So that kind of covers, um, what would you say, that answer, if you have any more questions about it, I mean, honestly, it, alcohol does not go bad. Now I'm going to hit this caramel Oh, my God. I should have been drinking this all along. Nice job, Royce, on this. Pawpaws, Sizemore's, uh, salted caramel whiskey. I love it. Um, So, I mean, I'm a big fan of caramel. So, it's kind of a thing. And I'm glad that I can taste it. It's the first whiskey that tasted right to me since I've been doing this. Uh, not burning my throat too bad either. So, what I want to do now is uh, talk about Wally. Um, when we were in K at Kentucky Bourbon Festival, uh, Wally Dant was there. Got to talk to him a couple times. We didn't actually podcast, um, but the Log Still Distillery is and has podcasted with us, and we'll be getting down there again. Uh, Wally is such a super guy. Um, Wally Dant at Kentucky Bourbon Festival pretty much would give everybody the same kind of time of day. It's just like he is rolling out one of the more spectacular distilleries coming in Kentucky. Uh, we, I have a bottle of Monk's Road that I'm going to be covering uh, in a future podcast and uh, picked that up when I was there. We did a tasting. The whole thing was great. The amphitheater is going. I mean, the whole area is so good. Logstill Distillery 
traces its roots back to Joseph Washington Dance hollowing of a popular popular log to distill his first batch of Kentucky bourbon in 1836. And now a new generation of distillery of distillers is continuing in his footsteps with Joseph Washington's great, great grandson, Wally Dant, along with cousins, Lynn Dant and Charles Dant as co-distillers. The campus is opening in phases throughout 2021 in Gethsemane, Kentucky in Southern Nelson County. It will employ 126 people fully operational. For additional information, visit logstilldistillery.com. So that covers our sponsors for tonight. Uh, but it, it, going forward, uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the Kentucky Bourbon Festival and everything that happened. Uh, the podcast went great. The festival was fantastic. Randy Prossy, uh just did a fantastic, uh, pulled off a fantastic uh, festival. I'm looking forward to next year. My favorite was uh, Bourbon in the Air. Did not expect that to be the favorite, but you got to taste pretty much some of the most spectacular Kentucky bourbons that the distilleries that were there were releasing. I mean, it was just fantastic. Uh, So that's my little update uh, podcast tonight. Uh, I didn't want to do too much, but I wanted to let you all know out there I'm on my way back. I uh, have been working all this week, uh, doing all right, and uh, can't wait to keep this going. So that's another Scotchy Bourbon Boy podcast in the books. And I will have, let's see if I can do this right. I got it. I got it. All right. Um, if anybody has any questions, um, please join the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. We are also at www.scotchybourbonboys.com. Uh, we are on Patreon. And when you go to www.scotchybourbonboys.com, top right-hand corner, click that Patreon. You can support us in many, many ways. Check out our YouTube channel. I'll be getting a couple YouTube videos coming up. Uh, right now, I'm just podcasting because the editing on that is still a little rough. So, with that said, everybody, good night, and remember, good bourbon equals good friends and good times, and everybody go out there and live dangerously. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar.